Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 78. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, it's day three of Canadian Western Agribition. We talk with the CEO about today's events and attendance so far. We also talk with the CEO of Ground Truth Ag, a cutting-edge, high-tech company bringing a new invention to the farm for instant grain grading off the combine. We have feature interviews on the Indigenous Agriculture Summit and the Stock Dogs Competition. SARM expresses great concern about the new federal gun regulations. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of revision. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agribition moves into day three today with guest speaker Sheldon Kennedy at the annual Grain Expo. The former hockey star, now a Saskatchewan farmer, will focus on mental health in the agricultural industry. Also today is day two of the Indigenous Agriculture Summit. Agribition CEO Sean Kindop says today is another busy day. We kick off the Indigenous Agriculture Summit and the Canadian National Speckled Parts Show. We move into some cattle dog shows. We've got the Grain Expo coming. We've got the Semental Show. We've got the Rodeo kicking off tonight. We've got Sean Kennedy speaking at the Grain Expo. And yeah, we're excited to fill the Branson this evening. How's the tenant so far this week? We're trending above 2019 numbers at the moment, as yesterday we were also above uh, 2019. So you're happy with the attendance so far. Tell me a little bit about the rodeo. Uh, you're hoping it's free tonight? Yeah, it is free, courtesy of Mosaic. They are offering free admission, and yeah, we're definitely uh, very proud of our attendance at the moment, especially uh, with the weather. The uh, you know, Saskatchewan people have, and international people have shown a lot of resiliency to be here, so we, uh, we appreciate that. And we don't have the COVID restrictions this year, so that must be having an impact. Yeah, it's it's great when you when your travel is not not restricted, but with some of the snow and some of the uh, the obstacles that people are facing, they have uh, we had had some cancelled flights, but uh, we've had people rebook those flights and show up. So it just shows the testament to the event and how much people want to be here, and we uh, we don't take that for granted for a minute. How far afield do you expect people to come from around the world? Yeah, we've got Australia, England, France, Mexico, Mongolia, Scotland. Singapore, Switzerland, USA, and Wales, just to name a few. And those were all in attendance last night at, uh, at our international reception. And what all are you hoping to accomplish? What do you expect they'll be here for? Yeah, and they're coming to look at the best of genetics. And we've got some fantastic animals and some fantastic genetics in this country and this province, and uh, they're all on display at Agribition. 
tell me about the trade show. Just how big is it this year? Yeah, we're up. We're up to almost 400 exhibitors this year, and it, uh, it's getting busier by the day. And we're looking forward to packing it for these people. Agribition continues today and wraps up on Saturday. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Conexus Credit Union. Show your Conexus card for free admission to Canadian Western Agribition. A new company has raised $4 million to develop technology to provide farmers with lab-quality grain analysis right off the combine. Kyle Folk of Holdfast is the Chief Executive Officer of Ground Truth Agriculture. He speaks today at the Grain Expo at Agribition and outlines his new invention. Ultimately, it's, it's for all farmers, not just Saskatchewan, but initially, you know, being located here in Saskatchewan, our focus is going to be first on the Saskatchewan farmers. But ultimately, what we're, what we're building is a product that will be able to go right on the combines and grade the grain in real time while the farmers are harvesting. And so they'll be able to get that quality at a per acre basis. So how do farmers really benefit? How does that help them? Well, right now, the process for farmers to get the grain quality, they sample it while they're putting it into the bin, and then they have to send little bags off to their prospective buyers and wait until they send that information back to them and tell them what grade it is. This has a few wrinkles in it, one being that those samples that they send off are, are never representative of the actual you know, amount of grain that they've pulled off of those fields. Second, you know, there's no transparency there for the farmers. They don't have any control over the, you know, what, how to grade that and get that information. So the, their marketing ability is kind of handcuffed until they get that information back. And because grain is priced, so accordingly to its grade, that's quite critical. You have to know what grade you got so you know what price you may get. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's not uncommon for, you know, a farmer to send their, their sample off to be graded and they get that information back and then haul that contract in two months later only to have it graded again when they arrive and find out that it's a different grade than what they initially were told that it was. I mean, it, it's it's not that anybody in the process is trying to do anything facetious. It's just that the process itself needs some work and needs some help. So that's what we're trying to do. So what is this, a machine that fits on a combine? Just what is this? Yeah, so it's an actual piece of hardware that goes on, on the combine that through uh, a couple different means, through a picture, a machine vision camera, and a near-infrared scan, we'll be able to tell you all kinds of information about your grain. How much will it cost farmers? We don't know yet exactly what it'll cost, but ultimately, you know, we're looking at a few different business models. Realistically, though, Jim, this is for farmers. We realize that this has to be very aligned with the farmer and, and provide an excellent ROI for their operation. I understand you've set up uh, an effort to raise some funds, get some investing money. How's that going? Good, yeah. So we just closed our seed round here where we raised $4 million. And it's fantastic. We've got a good group of shareholders on, a large contingent of Saskatchewan-based shareholders. So that's excellent. And, you know, it's fantastic to have them on. But really for us, our focus isn't just on raising the capital. That's a stepping stone to get us so that we can have a product that's available for market. When do you hope to build these and start marketing them? Well, we're, we're working away feverishly on that right now. I don't have a date exactly, but what I can tell you is, is we're doing our best to get this available as quick as we can. We were field testing this last harvest, and we plan to be doing the same at a little larger scale this coming harvest. So it's going well ahead, and now I guess you've got, you're speaking at the Agribition Panel Grain Expo. What's your message there? Well, ultimately, yeah, the, the panel's about more of uh, kind of, I'm, working, I'm on the panel with a farmer 
that I know that we'll be doing some testing with. So the panel centered around that kind of relationship between farmer and startup company and how to, you know, work together to get a product to market. So you're hoping to have this, as you said, testing later this year, or pardon me, next harvest. So you hope to have it in the field for selling to farmers in a couple of years? Yeah, I'd say that's that's a general goal of ours. Um, the sooner the better, but yeah, as soon as it's ready, we plan to get it out there. Kyle Folk of Holdfast is the CEO of Ground Truth Agriculture. He speaks at the Grain Expo today at Agribor. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Karen Strauss here with realagriculture.com. And I have here with me Shay Furster and Colin Wingate. So we are here today because you guys are, you did a whole presentation on good versus great farming and some of the, the data collection you guys have done with that. Before we kind of get into the data side, do you want to talk about what you've kind of found with the good farmer versus the great farmer? In addition to a great farmer making more money there and being a great manager, we've dug in and found out the differences uh, relate to things like uh, pra- different practices, uh, hitting, getting things done on time, and getting things set right, um, and being open to new products. And the key one, which we both agree on, is um, measurement. Making like, does any change drive a per- positive outcome for them? Yeah, really utilizing data with intentionality, right? Creating a plan, utilizing the data they already have in some capacity, and creating a plan around that data. So that's really key. So when you guys were kind of looking at the good versus the great farmer, one of the things that came up was revenue. Um, do you want to touch on why revenue was typically higher with the great farmer versus the good farmer? Um, so uh, while we're still in the early stages of it, it is what we're seeing the drivers of uh, the great farmers driving more revenue is they're growing more crop. And that is by doing things on time, the right time, right place, the right way um, is seen to be the key. That's where we're seeing the biggest differences. Um, and then the compounding effect of that by the fact that they have their soil in better health, it produces more the next year. So they, the great farmers, because of past, uh, past greatness, have an upper hand on day one. Yeah, you're, you're really trying to drive towards operational efficiency and excellence, right? So it's really understanding and saying, how do you maximize um, the inputs in the sense of using the most effectively, most efficiently, most efficiently? Um, how do you plan for execution windows with an intentional plan? And then really creating a plan that's collaborative between the farm, um, the agronomist, uh, and all the, kind of all the key stakeholders. So that's really when you look at it, from my perspective, it's saying using data as a ability to enable a plan as part of that process. We've identified 35 data points that are, in all fairness, not that sexy. It's dates, times, settings, speeds, uh, varieties, and we're just creating a database of those 35 data points because we believe those are going to show us the path 
or the differences between a good and a great farmer. And, and now you, the points may be unsexy, however they are crucial. Do you want to talk about why they are, like why having that data is so valuable and why being able to actually understand that data is valuable too? I think like with any with any sets of data, it's individual points of data are useful, but they're only really constrained by saying that's an individual thing. It's the same way when you create a benchmark off of two or three things. I think what we're seeing with this is if you gather these data points collectively, whether it's you know 20 or 30 of those key data points, but how do they interact, right? When you're looking at it and saying, well, it's one thing to say I need to do this from a nitrogen perspective. It's another thing to say I need to do this from a seed placement perspective. Now when you tie all those things together, you can optimize within the group and you can do it on a field-by-field -field basis. So it's really saying how do all these variables work together in tandem rather than individually one at a time? And, and how can we actually utilize all this data that we have? By tying it all together. <laughs> no, I think that's that's critical in the sense of, you know, it's one thing to collect data for data's sake. You're really not going to see any value in that. And I think we've seen that sometimes where there's this need to gather data, collect data for the sake of saying I have that data, it's nicely structured. It's something completely different to take that information and move it from data to information and actually be able to utilize it for operational decisions, right? You're really trying to drive towards how do I make a decision that's data driven rather than just having data at its core. And the other one is, is stepping back and saying what questions would I like to have answered would be the, the critical piece for me uh, that is seeding date. If I could seed all my farm in one week, what week would that be? And why? Because I think it grows me more crop. Well, how much crop is that? Is it actually true? You have those answers and then do that a hundred different ways after that. There's a, other, a bunch of other questions like that that can drive value for your farm by using data. And the answer is in the data. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.boofwater. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 60% chance of light snow. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 13. Temperature steady near minus 13. Wind chill minus 25 tonight, minus 18 overnight. Thursday, 2 centimeters of snow. Wind north 30. The high tomorrow minus 10. The low minus 23. Friday, cold again with sunny sky. The high minus 21. The low minus 28. Saturday, partly cloudy with a high minus 20. The low minus 23. Sunday, Increasing cloudiness, the high minus 10, the low minus 21. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 19, the low minus 23. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 18. Normal high for this date, minus 6. Normal low is minus 17. The sun rose this morning at 8.36. It sets tonight at 4.59 p.m. And currently, the hot spot in the southwest corner, Maple Creek, it's minus 12. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids at minus 35 degrees. Estevan is minus 17. Saskatoon minus 18. Swift Current minus 15. Weyburn minus 18. Yorkton is minus 20. Overcast in Regina. Actually, the sun is just starting to peek out between a few of the clouds. 
So it's kind of partly cloudy with light snow in Regina, minus 17. That's one above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 10. Humidity is 77%. The barometer dropping 102.7. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 17. Winds are from the east at 9. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy now. Light snow, it's minus 17. That's one above Fahrenheit. That's CA. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This Agribition Report is brought to you by Nelson GM and 2S Auctioneers. A stock dog competition is part of Agribition. Art Unsworth is the announcer for the event. He spoke to 620 CKRM's Tanner Wallace-Scribner. Well, we've got a new event that we ran last night, and that was the Open Cattle Dog Competition. This is the first time ever that we've had a cattle handling competition at Agribition, so it was pretty exciting to have the first one. The Sheep Dog Competition, we've been going for 30 years here at Agribition. Started way back in 91, so been a lot of years uh, of that well-experienced in working with Agribition to host this by the Saskatchewan Stock Dog Association, but this was year one of the Cattle Dog competition. Same idea as the sheep in that uh, three head of livestock yearling heifers that are out there, handler and border collie at one end, move around a prescribed course in five minutes. Awesome. And how was the attendance to the, you know, the first annual uh, uh, cattle dog event here? We were overwhelmed at the attendance as well as our entries coming into it. The attendance was tremendous last night. You know, a Tuesday night is normally not a designated night for big crowds. There was, there had to be over a thousand people watching and a very enthusiastic and knowledgeable crowd uh, here watching the stock dog competition. The entries that we had coming in gave us an idea. We had handlers right across the prairie down into Wyoming also at it. But we had more entries, as many on the waiting list, as we had actually in the competition. We had 25 handlers uh, for the competition last night in more of a time frame slot thing. But a lot of interest people wanting to get in. So it will grow here at Agribition. And to talk a little bit about the, the sheepdog uh, competition, what time that gets on and, and what maybe people can uh, look forward to, to seeing when they when they come down here and check that out. Well, the sheepdog competition, the regular one that's been at Agribition for 30 years is on Thursday. We start at 8 o'clock in the morning in the Brand Center. Uh, 45 dogs competing in that. That's our usual. We have two runs, competitive runs for each handler with their dog, with their border collie, and then the top five advance into a sudden death final, and that's usually around 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. Aggravation runs today to Saturday, December 3rd. That's the Aggravation Champion Report. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Today is day two of the Indigenous Agriculture Summit at Agribition. Jamie Lara is the summit coordinator. Being part of Agribition for the Indigenous Agricultural Summit shows a way that we're wanting to infuse reconciliation, a way we want to be able to create these relationships, build on the networks, hear about the successes, tap into some of the resources and um, understand what some of the agricultural technology is out there for communities such as Indigenous communities, whether it's First Nations or Métis, to be able 
able to thrive, to be able to create their um, economic development and bring in the um, the monies, I should say, like some type of a support so the communities can sustain, and particularly when it comes to food sovereignty. Laura says there are several speakers. The speakers that we have today um, have come from not only within Saskatchewan, but also Alberta. And the reason why that is, is to be able to expand the network, to be able to draw on each other's successes, on each other's resources, so we have um, um, opportunities to thrive within our own communities, right? It's all about expanding the networks. When the event it started, the Indigenous Agriculture Summit started, it was focusing more on keeping it within the Saskatchewan borders. We are expanding past that because we know today's world is large and it not just stays within your jurisdictional borders. Lara says the summit is about clean energy, farm technology and accessing resources for communities to thrive. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Federal amendments to Bill C-21 has firearms owners like hunters and farmers in Saskatchewan upset. Ray Orb, president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities, is adding his organization to the ones who think the bill goes too far. Many hunters have semi-automatic long arms and handguns for a reason, Orb said, and they've had them for years, taking the appropriate safety courses all along. Well, we've been watching the uh, the bill uh, right from the onset, and uh, we've had we had some concerns with the bill, and we we did note that the uh, that the handgun. Uh, uh, freeze was uh, was imposed, and uh, we had concerns about that. And all along, we've been reassured by the federal government that it would not affect hunters uh, or, or ranchers, the farmers that had uh, firearms uh, used for the, for purposes on their farms or, or for hunting. But now we see that there are amendments that have been proposed that do exactly that. They affect farmers. Uh, ranchers in this province that use uh, uh, hunting rifles, uh, you know, shotguns to be able to protect their livestock, but also uh, hunting and, and the same for, for hunters in this province. And really overnight what they're doing is uh, you know, criminalizing uh, uh, hunters uh, that, are, that are legal gun owners, and we don't think that's proper. We think the government should reconsider those amendments. Orb was asked about semi-automatic guns and hunting. Well, th- these amendments are in, uh, in in particular are to do with the uh, with rifles and shotguns that can be used for hunting, and uh, many hunters have them for a reason because they they've had them probably for several years. Uh, they're familiar with those guns. Many of those hunters would have taken hunter safety uh, courses using those uh, using those rifles or shotguns. So they're very familiar with them, and uh, you know they're very accurate, and uh, they are uh, they're good at uh, at getting the uh, the game that they're that they're searching for. So because they'd be familiar with those guns, they are they are uh, licensed through. Uh, through a, uh, a possession acquisition license. So they are legal gun owners. So they are not the ones that should be targeted by the federal government. Instead, you know, we feel that the federal government should be going after 
illegal gun owners or people that are bringing guns in illegally uh, from uh, outside the country and uh, they could be spending their mother their money uh, you know in much better ways Orb said the SARM Board of Directors will be meeting on this issue and hopes to meet with the Chief Firearms Registrar in Saskatchewan to discuss the issue. Well, because there are, there are many uh, gun owners in this in this province, I'm sure we're going to be hearing from a lot of them in the rural areas of the next, uh, in the next while, but uh, also um, our board will um, most likely decide to uh, pursue this, um, you know, politically. Uh, the House of Commons, you know, there is an opposition to this. Uh, yeah, I know we know that the Conservative government is opposed to it. I'm, I'm thinking there may be other members, uh, in, you know, in the uh, House of Commons that are also against it. The Senate is also uh, an entity where we, the entity where we we can pursue uh, opposition to this. However, I think these are uh, regulations, so uh, the minister himself is the one we need to talk to on this issue, and that's uh, Minister Mendocino. Orb expects more opposition to the federal changes. It's very frustrating because we've been told uh, all along by federal government, especially ministers. We we met with Minister Blair uh, not too many years ago when he was in that position that uh, Minister Mendocino is, and he reassured us that um, they were not targeting legal gun owners in Saskatchewan. They were not targeting ranchers, farmers, or hunters. But now it seems... The federal government is is doing exactly that, and so I think we're going to see huge pushback uh, from our province. I noted that our province has already issued some statements on the opposition of these amendments. So I think we'll be hearing a lot more about this in the near future. Ray Orb is the president of SARM. Cereals Canada and the Canadian Grain Commission have a good news story to tell export customers about the 2022 wheat crop. A jointly released report says over 90% of red spring wheat graded number one or two, and protein content is higher than average. Derm numbers were a bit lower with 80% grading one or two, and with protein content also higher than average. In the coming weeks, the report will be shared in person when Canadian delegations travel to more than 15 countries in Asia, Latin America, Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose three forty at eight oh eight seventy two. Flax fell twenty dollars at seven twenty two ninety eight. Number one red spring wheat went down three ninety six at four nineteen seventy six. The rest were unchanged. Durham four ninety four fifty. Feed barley three sixty two eighty seven. Chickpeas nine twenty five ninety five. Flax seven twenty two ninety eight. Lentils seven fifty two fifty. Oats two seventy nine thirty two. Yellow peas four sixty nine zero eight. And feed wheat two eighty nine fifty six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December rose three and three quarter cents at nine forty four. Um. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotations. 
This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 29th. Our last regular sale was on November 23rd. D1 and D2 cows sold from 78 cents to 88 cents. D3 cows sold from 65 cents to 77 cents. Counter cows sold from 50 cents to 65 cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.25 to $1.50. And Good Butcher Bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.33. We had a pre-sorted all-breeds calf sale here on Monday, 300 to 400 pound steers averaged two dollars and seventy six cents and sold at the three dollars to fifteen cents. Four hundred to four fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and ninety three cents and sold at the three dollars and fifteen cents. Four hundred to four 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 fifty to five hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and eighty five cents and sold at the three dollars and fifteen cents. Five hundred to five fifty pound steers averaged two dollars to seventy four cents and sold at the two dollars and ninety seven cents. Five fifty to six hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and fifty nine cents and sold at the two dollars and seventy nine cents. Six hundred to six fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and forty seven cents and sold at the two dollars and sixty six cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and forty one cents and sold at the two dollars and fifty four cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty two cents and sold at the two dollars and forty five cents. Eight hundred to nine hundred pound steers averaged a dollar ninety two and sold at the two dollars and 35 cents. Heifers were about 45 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 440-pound tan steers at $3.15 a pound, a group of 500-pound tan steers at $2.97 a pound, a group of 550-pound tan steers at $2.77 a pound, a group of 600-pound tan steers at $2.62 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.53 a pound, and a group of 700-pound tan steers at $2.45 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices, too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $207.10 per CKG. Coming up, the resort is welcome. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Enbridge has raised its quarterly dividend as it reaffirmed its full-year guidance for adjusted earnings before interest, income taxes, and depreciation will be at the top half of its range. The pipeline company says it will now pay a quarterly dividend to shareholders of 88.75 cents a share, up from 86 cents. Based on Enbridge's closing share price yesterday, the shares will have a dividend yield of about 6.4%. Enbridge says it expects adjusted earnings of 15 to $15.6 billion for this year, while it offers offered guidance for 2023 of between 15.9 and 16.5 billion dollars. Canadian Natural Resources has increased its capital spending budget for next year as it looks to grow production. The Calgary-based company says it plans to spend $5.2 billion in 2023, up from its latest forecast for this year of $4.9 billion. In its guidance, the company says it also expects production next year to increase 4% over targeted 2022 levels based on the midpoint of the range. Canadian Natural says its 2023 targeted production mix includes 44% of high-value light and synthetic crude oil, 29% bitumen and heavy crude oil, and 27% natural gas. On the markets, the TSX has fallen 138 points 
to 20,138. The Dow has dropped 241 points to 33,611. Oil has gained $2.22 at $80.42 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.80 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Saskatchewan. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.